Father, in the name of Jesus, we are asking that you encourage us in this very short session as we look at five things we need to have before we really venture out into ministry, into mobilization. Five things that are critical that we must have. And Lord, speak to our hearts today. Give us a good network as we discuss together with my brothers and sisters from around the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. I will read again. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you be rooted and established in love. I want to share with you five things that are critical for anybody who wants to be a true servant of God in these last days. And this is these are things that are necessary for you to have even before you talk to anybody about anything in ministry. Are you with me? Yes. Sir. Number one, please write it down. You must have faith in God's glorious riches. Faith in God's glorious riches. Without faith, there is nothing you can do that will please God. Without faith, in his glorious riches. That means that you see that behind you are glory, glorious riches. Glorious riches, glorious riches. Physical, but more than that, spiritual. The riches of the glories of God is behind you, brothers and sisters. Amen. You are all leaders. You are all ministers from around the world. And the first thing you need to fully understand, fully accept, and fully embrace is that behind you, is the God who is full of glorious riches. 
Now, we're not talking of just physical riches, although that is important and that is part of your inheritance. But we're talking of the riches of his presence. We're talking of the riches of his gifts. We're talking of the riches of his glory. We're talking of the riches of his power. The riches of God. The glorious riches. So Paul, speaking to the church in Ephesus, his prayer was that out of his glorious riches, that means everything God is going to do for you, it will come out of his glorious riches. Please, brothers and sisters, have faith that out of God's glorious riches, he sends you out into the world. You are not going by yourself. We never go by ourselves. We are fully supported. We are fully backed up, not by human beings. God may use human beings to back us up, but honestly speaking, our faith is not in human beings. Our faith is in his glorious riches. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Please, that is number one. Have faith, have faith that his glorious riches is behind you as you step forward. Number two, Strength, spiritual strength in your inner man. Spiritual strength. Before you hold a microphone, before you open the scriptures to share with your neighbor, before you ever do any kind of ministry, before you send out any message to anybody, make sure that you have and you operate from the strength of his spirit in your inner man. I cannot overemphasize this because ministry is the outflow, I repeat, Ministry is the outflow of divine life. God pouring divine life into our inner being. So when we are strengthening the inner being and we begin to minister, we minister the life of God. We minister from the spirit of God that is full in our inner being. What am I saying? God is calling us to operate from a place of fullness in the spirit. God is calling us to operate from a place where he pours into our innermost being 
And from our innermost being, we pour out to people. Can you write this down, please? That God wants to fill our innermost being with his power and by his spirit. I repeat, God wants to fill our innermost being with his power and by his spirit. God wants to fill our innermost being. Number three, which is close to number two, he says, you may be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. This may seem very simple, but it's very important. It's not just the spirit pouring power into our innermost being. Number three is an assurance that Christ dwells in you. You see, no matter where you are, no matter what you face, you must start with that assurance that Christ dwells in you in your innermost being. But Christ dwells in your heart through faith. So, number two was that we are strengthened by his power in our innermost being. But number three is the assurance that Jesus dwells in our hearts. You see, we may understand that theologically. We may understand that biblically. But the reality is we must walk in the reality of that assurance. The assurance that Christ is actually walking with us step by step because he dwells in us. He dwells in us. It's so important to live and operate and minister from the assurance that Christ dwells with us. Yes, he is in heaven. And yes, he is all over the world. But there's nothing as assuring to me to know that no matter what I face, I don't face it alone. No matter my challenge, I'm not alone. No matter my situation, I'm not alone. Christ dwells with me. Christ stays with me. Christ is resident with me. He's not coming and going. He is with me. He is with you. May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Do you notice it says through faith? Why does it say through faith? Because it takes faith to always see 
Christ dwelling in you. You know, when some of you may have received the message I posted today on Pilgrim Family, you know, yes. where I said joy is a choice, right? Yes. I said choose joy. If your life is embedded in Christ, Jesus said that your joy may be full. Now, you may be in prison, but your joy is full. You may not have food to eat today, but your joy is full. You may be rejected by friends and family, but your joy is full. Do you know why your joy is full? Because you know by faith Christ is dwelling with you. By faith you know Christ is with you. He lives in you. He walks with you. He is with you. Every ministry must come out of that foundation. If you understand what I'm saying, say amen. Amen. Christ dwells in you. The joy of the Lord is my strength because I know Christ dwells in me. Maybe at the end, if I have time, I will give some practical examples of what I'm talking about. But number four, he says, and I pray that... You know, in the beginning he said, I pray that. Now again he says again, I pray that. All this is a prayer. And at the end, I hope we'll have time to pray. You know, he says, I pray that you being rooted. Rooted and established in love. Rooted and what? Established in love. Oh, my brethren, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. What God is saying is that if you are really going to make a difference in your generation, you must be rooted and established in fact i want to read that scripture in another version rooted and established in love ephesians 3 ephesians 3 i want to read that verse 17 he says this is new king james i want to read it from uh, maybe let me see new living translation new living translation says verse 17 he says, Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust it. Now look at the way New Living Translation says, your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. That's why I wanted another version. Your roots will go down into God's love. As you reach out, as you do ministry, as you seek to mobilize, as you seek to spread the gospel, make sure your root goes down into God's love. 
<coughs> go down into God's love. Rooted and established in his love. Please write this down. You lack the capacity to give love except you yourself are rooted and established in love. Let me repeat that. You lack the capacity to give love except you yourself you are rooted and established in his love. Are you following me? In fact, verse, verse 19 adds another dimension still on the same issue. In verse 19, he says, May you experience the love of Christ. What did I say? May you experience, experience. Write this down. You cannot give love without experiencing love. And I'm spending time here because this is very important. The foundation of ministry. In fact, the foundation of our faith is love. And you cannot give love except you have experienced love. And that's why in verse 18, Paul says that you may have or that you experience the love of Christ. <clears throat> experience the love of Christ. For the people that want to reach out, you want to touch people. You want to bless people. You want to invite people into the kingdom. You want to invite people to partner with you in ministry. You want to invite people to the goodness of God. You want to invite people to serve God with you. You must experience the love of Christ. I may talk about this maybe in the next session, but People that don't have testimony of the love of Christ, they cannot draw people to follow them. Did you get that? Yes. If you don't have testimony of the love of Christ, why should anyone follow you? Why? Why should anyone follow you? The only reason people will follow you is that you have experienced the love of Christ. You are rooted in the love of Christ. You are established in the love of Christ. And then people can now understand that this man has something. This woman has something we need. So, number four, I've spent a lot of time, but I hope you understand that. I am going to be praying that you will be full, filled, overflowing with the love of Christ in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
And then number five, let's go to verse 18. Let me read this still from New Living Translation. Verse 18. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how deep, how long, how high, how deep is love is. Then you will be made, verse 19, part B, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You see, the final point number five here is, I'm connecting verse 18 and verse 19. You see, when you have understood the, the width, the length, the height, the depth of God's love, he says, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of God. Number five is a feeling and knowledge of completeness. Knowledge, feeling of completeness. John the Baptist lived in the wilderness. He didn't have food. He didn't have money. He didn't have beautiful clothes. But he was so com confident in himself. He was so complete in who he was. The only way we can be a blessing to our generation is when we operate from a place of completeness. A place of wholeness. Talking about Jesus, the Bible says, And in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Colossians. And it says, And we are complete in him. The only way you can touch people, the only way you can change your world, the only way you can impact your generation is to operate from a place, I repeat, is to operate from a place of completeness and wholeness. The world will want to intimidate you. The world will want to make you afraid. The world will want to make you think something is wrong with you because you are different. Brethren, we are called to be different. But not different in a bad way. We are called to be different, but we are complete in Him. Different but complete. Different but complete. Is somebody following me? Can I beg you to really just embrace these five things? That verse 19 says that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's the New King James. To be complete means to be filled with all the fullness of God.
When I know I am filled with all the fullness of God, I am whole, I am complete, I am lacking in nothing. There's nothing I need more than what I have. I have the fullness of God. I don't lack anything. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Beside still waters. That is completeness. That is wholeness. I am with the Lord. I am full of the Lord. And he is with me. And I am complete. I am complete. Filled with the fullness of God. What more do I need? What more treasure? What more blessing? What more help? What more do I need if I'm filled with the fullness of God? So number five is to have the knowledge of completeness or to be filled with what? With the fullness of God. Now, I don't know whether this may be a good place to pray. But I want to say that if we are going to impact our generation, if people are going to see us and want to identify with us, if people are going to choose to be part of what we are doing, these five things are critical. Can I please have your focus and attention? These five things are important. Number one, that we operate the glorious riches. Operate from a place of glory, a place where the presence and the power of God is with us. We must have spiritual strength in the inner man. We must have the assurance, the assurance that he dwells in us. We must be so sure we are rooted and established in his love. We experience his love. And that we have the feeling and the knowledge of completeness filled with all the fullness of God. Filled with all the fullness of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, at this point, I want to ask us to pray. Can I see your hands if you have understood what I've said so far? You've understood what I've said so far. I'm going to ask us to pray these five things. 
praying that we operate from his glorious riches, understanding his glorious riches, praying that we operate from a place of spiritual strength in the inner man, praying that we live in constant assurance that Christ is with us, he lives with us, he dwells with us, he moves with us, praying that we will live rooted and established and experiencing the love of God, praying that we operate with a knowledge of completeness, experience of completeness, filled with all of the fullness of God. Do you think it's something we can pray about? Yes. Can I ask you to lift your voice and begin to pray those five things right now? For your ministry will proceed from them. Just begin to pray these things. Lord our God, rooted in experience, glorious riches, spiritual strength in the inner man, assurance that you dwell with us, rooted in you, established in you, experiencing love, experiencing completeness, fullness and completeness in the name of the Lord Jesus.